Okay, let's get started with this year's Parshas Bechukosai, Tav Shin Ayin Vav. And we start off with a short thought on the fifth Pasik Perich Havav, Pasik Hey, the uh, fourth, uh, third Pasik in the Parsha. As the Pasik starts off telling us about the Brachas, we know the Brachas and the Kalos take up the lion's share of the Parsha, uh, a few Psukim of Brachas, a very lengthy discussion of, of Kalos. And one of the Kalos is, one of the Brachos is, so the pastus is, as Rashi explains, there'll be so much produce over and over. Right before um, we run out of one, the next one will come. We'll fill our silos. There'll be uh, plenty, so much. And if you look in the Lukuta Yehoshua, who we were introduced to a couple of weeks ago, Yehoshua Scheinfeld, he tells us maybe Alderak Drush that you can understand. He says in source number one, Raisi b'Sefer Echad. I saw in a certain sefer that Daish. If you switch around the letters, spells out Shem Hashem, Shin and Dalit and Yud. Shakai. So, Vihisiglachem Daish. When is Hashem Masig you? When is Hashem close to you? When is He with you? When Batsir. What is Batsir? Batsir. In Aramaic means when you less than, small. So, if we make ourselves small, we leave room for Akadish Baruchu. You want Hashem to be connected to you. If we lower ourselves, we know there are a few words in the Torah that are Aramaic, and there's a connection and affinity between Aramaic and Hebrew. So we have the poetic Jewish license to stretch a little bit. And he says, but here is last. And if we do that, then we could get up to the madrega of the siglachem daish es batzir. That Hakadosh Baruch will be close to us. And the opposite, if we lower ourselves, so then, and we keep ourselves small, then we will be able to get all the brachas in the world that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has in store for us, symbolized by the zera. Okay, that gets us started, and now let's get into the actual text. We will spend most of our time tonight on Tupsukim. Tupsukim, B'chukosai, is a small parsha, jam-packed parsha, many mitzvos in the parsha. Mesechaz uh, Arachin is all from this week's parsha. Uh, the Rambam has many halachas, obviously, based in, uh, in hal- in, based on all the mitzvos in the second half of the parsha. But we will start off with the first pasuk. First pasuk, of course, in B'chukosai Telechu, Let's just read the Rashi. Start off with the famous Rashi. The Pazik says, if you walk in my ways, you might think this is referring to keeping the mitzvot. The second phrase of the Parsha tells us that we keep the mitzvot. So, how do I understand the first phrase? If the second phrase already refers to the mitzvot, what does it mean? That we should have amelus, we should have hard work, we should push ourselves in Torah. So there's no better place. Many of the Mepharshim discuss the, our commitment to Talmud Torah in this context, and we will as well spend some time on it, all from different vantage points, from different thoughts of the great Mepharshim over the centuries. So we'll start off with the Balatanya. The Emre Baruch, Rabbi Simon, in a Sefer, quotes the Balatanya in Likute Torah, who says something that we mentioned a number of years ago uh, in a different context, but he discusses why is it 
that Dafka, Parshas Buchukosai, and the word Buchukosai is the word to give us the most famous drusha about working hard in Torah. Having a melos batorah. It can't be a coincidence that that's the word that, and that's the phrase that teaches us such an important message. So what is it? What is it? Line four. He also says, And also, if this is the limud, dafka the chukim, dafka the laws without reasons, that is the that is what we would need to focus on with Amelus and not more, and not the other parts of the Torah. So he explains based on the first Lubavitcher Rebbe. On line 9. Shaloshin b'chukosai humiloshin chakika. Maybe b'chukosai doesn't only mean the noun chukim, but also from the lashon of chok, chakak, which means to be engraved. Right, what's the difference, ask the Balatanya, between writing and engraving? And again, we mentioned this from the Lobavitch Chumash a couple of years ago, but here we're seeing the actual source and in a little more depth. Yesh Lahatim, line 10. Tchila Shoresh O'inya Nahefesh Ben Torah Shebechsav. What's the difference between Torah Shebechsav? Shen is Lavsha Ba'osios Haksav. Bidyo Alaklaf. Lobachinas Mechtav Elokim Chores Alaluchos. What's the difference between, let's say, a Sefer Torah? And the luchos. A Sefer Torah has the Torah written on the Torah, while the luchos have it engraved in the stones of the luchos themselves. What's the difference for us? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. It's simple. It's simple, basic physics. When you have ink written on a paper, the ink is on the paper. Yes, some, some gets absorbed. But even absorption, it's still on there. If I start erasing it, if I start trying to uh, rub it out, it's possible. It's possible to remove. It's, it's two separate units. There's ink and there's cloth. I write letters. It appears like it's one because you have the background of the white with the letters of the of the black, and it looks like one unit, but it's really not true. It stays as two items. The ink and the cloth are two separate items. Raksha Hilbish Esaklaf Halavan Lios Nira Alaklaf Suras Osios Medio. What did I do? I used the cloth as background, as a setting, as a context to place the letters. And if I didn't have that, I would, there would be no place. The MK Nains This is a, a background, this is a lavush to the letters, but it's not the letters themselves. And as we could guess, Engraving is not such. Masha'enkin, skipping down, ba'osios ha'chakika. When it comes to engraving, it's one and the same. When there are letters engraved in stone, the letters aren't something separate from the stone. They are the stone. The stone is shaped in the, sh- in the shape of the letters. But there's nothing separate here. Masha'enkin, ba'osios ha'chakika, she'nechkakim v'nechrotzim al gabi evento v'chayotzei, like the luchos, the hine eno osios chashuvim bechinas lavush lavad. 
It's not just lavush, something that is on something with background. Elohim ma'atzmiyuso umahuso shelo eventov umigufo mamish yechashvu. Right? It's part and parcel of the stone itself. And therefore, suggests based on this chilek, in the Likutei Torah, says the Imre Baruch, says Rabbi Simon, maybe that's Bechukosai. Bechukosai telechu, because when we have a melus in Torah, it's nechkak. It's engraved in us. It becomes part of us. Lahorosh. Shekak tzricha liyos darkesh al Torah. Shetzrichem lam olis yagea ba. We have to work hard. We work hard in so many areas of our life. So many areas of our life. So we have to work hard in Torah too. And it doesn't matter what stage of life we are at or what age of life. We have to push ourselves in the time allotted for Torah. It has to become part of us. Not just one who learns, but a learner. That is the message of Bichukosai having that limud. And here in the Imre Baruch, he continues with two messages of this. We'll do the second one. I didn't give you the first one. The first one is that if one has it as part of who they are, so then that it helps in terms of memory, in terms of remembering the parts of the Torah that we always want to remember. And then there's a second message he has, which you have on page two. The Eish Lahosef Ode. Besides the Toeles, the good results that comes out of making Torah part of me, which is remembering and not forgetting, yesh bazeod ma'alun is gava. There's a second idea that comes out of this type of learning. Not doing it just as a chore, not doing it just as an activity, but making it part of who I am. So the results of that is, shetorah kazu ma'hafeches es ha'adam la'adam acher. It makes the learner into a different person. I become a more sanctified, refined Tzalem Elohim through learning Torah. Shaking a lulav and doing many of the other mitzvahs, yes, in a certain uh, limited way they could define. And if we can look at it cumulatively, doing everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from me, that shapes me. But in a direct sense, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is something that shapes who I am. And he says, he thinks that's the shot of a medrash. Next paragraph. The medrash on the first Pasuk in the Parsha. The medrash says, this is connected to the Pasuk in Tehillim Kuf Yates, the long parak, the Cheses, one of the Pesukim of Ches. David Melech says, I thought about my way and my legs were always taken to your to your edus. So the question is, what exactly does that mean? David Amalek says, I thought about your ways, my, my ways, and my legs took me. So Amr David Rabona Shalom. Imagine that some know. David says, Hashem, Bechol Yom, Vayom, Hayisi Mechashev, Vaomer Lebakam Ploni, Lebez Dira Ploni, Sani Holech. David says, I wake up in the morning and I have plans to go to place A, B, and C. I have plans to do something. And I always end up in shul. I go to place A, place B, and I'm always in the base medrash. My legs always carry me here. Sometimes if we're not thinking and we have to go somewhere else, we end up going back to our own house. Because we're not thinking, it's just what we do. So David El said, I was planning to do something else, and I always end up in shul, I always end up in the, in the base medrash. That's the Pasik. Chashavti darki. I thought about my way, I thought I was going to do something. I always came back to your edus. I always came back to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
So ask the Imre Barach, Vitzarach Biur. Shaykh has a Vram, a That's a beautiful medrash. What does it have to do with him? Right, the medrash starts off, as most Bidrashim do. Haduhu Dechsiv. Hey, hey, Dalit. Haduhu Dechsiv. So what does it have to do with Bichukosai? So the suggestion is, but that's the point. If we make it part of who we are, if we learn properly Bichukosai with a Melus, and it goes into our blood, so then Memela, we're always going to end up going to the Beis HaKnesses and the Beis HaMedrash. I'm sorry, I skipped, uh, I skipped line 14. You want to know whether it's engraved in us? We want to know if Torah is just something we do or it's part of us? Like the difference between writing the Torah on a cloth and engraving the Torah? So the, the nafkamina, the reflection, the, the siman is to see if I'm mishtanelo mahus kadosh venale. If I'm changed as a person, and that's what David Amalach was saying about himself. The MS line 19, Shazel Tafkido Shel Ben Torah, and says Rabbi Simon, this is the responsibility of all of us who identify ourselves as people who are Shomri Torah Mitzvos. Shetzarach Lios, Chokei Katora, Aluach Libo, we have to engrave the Torah on our hearts. Ashi Nefach Lishacher, Ishel Torah. We have to be a different person. And he even says, maybe that could be learned out from a Kadosh that we mentioned a number of years ago towards the end of the Parsha. A Pasuk that we'll get back to. We said most of this year is going to focus on Tupsukim. So now we'll get to the second Pasuk that the Shia will focus on, but we'll get back to Hashem later as well. The Pasuk tells us towards the end of the Tochacha, after many, many curses, Vizacharti, line 25, Vizacharti, S.B.C. Yaakov, S.B.C. Yitzchak, S.B.C. Avram, Ezkar, Ezkar. We'll get to the order. But towards the end of the Torah, we have Hashem says, I'm going to remember the Avos. And I'm going to remember Eretz Yisrael. And the Pashtus is, as the Rishonim explained, Hashem gives us a little pasuk of comfort in the middle of the curses. Right? Curses, curses, curses. But the Hashem says, I'll remember, I won't destroy you totally. I'll remember Avram, Yitzchak, and, and, uh, and Yaakov. That's a little bit of, of comfort in the, in the middle. But explains, the, that's what the Rashi says. But explains the Shlach Kadosh, no. This is part of the curse. This is part of the rebuke. Why? Explains the, the Shlach, line 27. Kasha, Ze'ah Pasuk, Hushal Nechama. Vatayin lo gamar haklolos, ve'echivsik v'pasuk shal Nechama. You want to give a Pasuk of Nechama? So have a Pasuk at the end of the Tochacha. Not in the middle. Ve'kibalti ki avze'ah Pasuk u'mitochachas musr. Says the Shlach, this is also part of the problem. Why? Ki enodome Russia ben Russia. If somebody is a Russia and he didn't have anybody to teach him better and his parents weren't any better than him, so that's one level of Rishus. But a Russia ben Sadik, he's even more to blame because he, should have, he, had, he had role models. He had somebody that he could learn from. He's held more accountable. Ki a Russia ben Sadik oncho maruba shera aviv mizdaim He's for his father acting so piously. For who ain't no min, ain't min agabosa biado. For ain't no dome, misho darmaka machur, where you live, achulu. Hashem says, look who your avos were. Look where you came from. And look what we've done. It makes it worse for us. The fact that we came from Avram, Yisrael, Yaakov, Moshe, we came from such unbelievable, unbelievable, um, roots. And this is, this is what's happened. Says the Shla, it just gives us a higher responsibility, and that's why it's even worse. So explains Rabbi Simon to extend that to our idea. 
the more Torah we know, the more we have a responsibility to live on a higher plane, to live up to a higher standard in all areas of our life. And that's because, and the goal of our life is to have it chakuk, to have it engraved in us. Again, not just something to do, but something to be. That's what Torah does, and that's b'chukosai, and that's chakika on the luchos. Okay, moving right along to source number four. We are up to another thought on Talmud Torah and Amelus that relates to the beginning of our parsha. We'll start off with a question that is asked already by the Rishonim. A question is asked: Gemara Darim Daf Pe Aleph. There are three or four Gemaras in Shas that talk about the reasons why the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. Three or four Gemaras. So the famous Gemara, the famous reasons, I should say, the more well-known reasons. Are the Gemaras in Masechus Yuma and Daftes or so, where the Gemara says the first base of Mikdash was because of the big three, about Azar, Gilei, Raish, Damim, and the second base of Mikdash was for Sinas Chinam. Okay, there are other Gemaras about Metziah, but there's also a Gemara in Nidarim, where the Gemara says, you know why the base of Mikdash was destroyed? Shalom Berchu Batorah Tchila. They didn't say Berchas Torah. They didn't say Berchas Torah in the morning, Chiv on men and women. They didn't say Berchas Torah. Which means what? They didn't say Torah. First of all, why didn't they say Berchaz Torah? So we discussed that in the past. Rabbeinu Yonah, I didn't give it to you. But Rabbeinu Yonah on that Gemara, quoted in the Ran, says, because you make a bracha on something that you treat as chashuf. They didn't give chashivas to the Torah. They didn't realize the gift that Torah had. Okay. And there's a lot to say about that. But the question is, that's, that's terrible. Fine. But that's deserving of the Chorban? That's deserving of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. And there were many other Averis putting all the Gemaras together. It wasn't just in Aschidim. There were terrible things going on throughout Bayashani, right? Most of the Kohanim Gadol, Kohanim Gadolim, were, were, were not righteous. That's why there were so many of them, because they were Rishayim. So why, Dafka, does the Torah pick, does the Gemara pick Talmud Torah as one of the reasons for the Chorban Abayas? So explains Rav Asher Weiss in the Hakdama to his Sefer on Masechah's Baba Basra. So the Hakdama to his Sefer there, uh, in source number five, he says, well, there's something natural, and then he'll give a marshal. He says, he named me Kiva on line five. Hashem gives us a promise. Hashem says, any place where you mention my name, I'm coming. You mention my name, I'm coming. So what does that mean, mention my name? So it means literally in the base of Migdash. That's what we mention Hashem's name explicitly. But as we know, Chazal Darshin, the Torah is Hashem's name. The Ramban says in the introduction to the Torah, On some deeper level, whenever we learn Torah, we're connecting to God's name. So it's natural. When there is Talmud Torah, there's Hashra's Hashchina. That's what Hashem promised. There is no Talmud Torah, so there is no Hashra's Hashchina. Beginning of five. Mikiv and Hashra's Hashchina be Yisrael. Ha'isab Yisrael Talmud Torah. She Yisrael Oskim Balishma. Yischayev Akach, it comes out. Shekasher Shuv Lo Yasku Yisrael Batorah. Kid Deboy Lamevi. If we're not involved as much as we should, Shuv Lo Tish Hashchina. It's just, it's not even a punishment. It's just a result. Talmud Torah breeds Hashra's Hashchina. And a lack of it means Siluk Hashchina. And then he gives a beautiful mashal. 
says, Marshal Madar Dome, second paragraph. Lamelech Shahaya Machar Kulo Lumanginas Kinoro. There was a king that loved the harp playing of one of his servants. It was like his dream, his life. He loved the music. Loved it. He was an expert harp player. Three times a day, all day, the king just sat there and listened. Oh, it was Ganeda. One time, this harp player did something terrible and vicious. And he was Chayim Misa. And he was Nidon to die. The Melech goes to the judges and says, Judge, I, I realize what he did and it's terrible and it's, uh, it's his fault. But what am I going to do? I need my harp player. You're punishing me! If you kill him, you're punishing me also. Please have, please let him stay at least, keep him alive to be able to play for me. Please. I know. I just, my day would be ruined if he wouldn't be play the, play the, play the harp. I'm not Roy to have an Onesh. The judges heard that and they said, okay. We'll delay it. We won't. We won't kill him. And he goes back to playing the harp for the king. But a couple years later, a couple months later, years later, the harp player got some type of illness where he couldn't play the harp anymore. He got sick, paralyzed in the fingers. No more harp playing. Guess what? The Shoftim came back into the king and said, King, there's no more reason. There's no more reason to delay because he can't play the harp for you. The harp playing protected the sins that the harp player did and extended because the king loved the harp playing. Says the Minchas Asher, We did things. We did terrible things. The big three were also at Bayesheni. But as long as the call HaTorah Lishma HaYabokeh as long as Jews were learning Torah Lishma, or you might say that's also the Avashinam. Hashem loves that too. A parent loves when the children get together. That's explaining the Avashinam. Could be both. But as long as we were involved in Torah Lushma, Hashem says, It's like the, the king and the harp player. The harp song is the Torah. That's what Hashem listens to and he gets such onig and enjoyment. Why? Because the Torah represents God's will. And when people are involved in studying his will, that's, that gives him nachas, so to speak. But once the Torah wasn't chashiv in their eyes anymore, there's no, there's no reason to be ma'akev anymore. There's no reason to delay because the one delay that could have been your defense is no, is no longer. And then he just has one more point before we get to the next thought. Turning over the page, he even says, and this is something, actually two more points he brings in. It's a long piece. I just gave you part of it. He says, Rabbeinu Yona writes in Pirkei Avos, he quotes it on the fourth line, the second paragraph of Perkei 
when you work hard in Torah, tishtasheya. Shashu is like an enjoyment, like a game. Says Rav Asher in every other area of halacha generally, we don't enjoy when we're killing ourselves in something. Even let's say when we're exercising and we're pushing ourselves and we don't enjoy it. But you know what? Afterwards we feel good. But we don't feel good as we're doing it. You know, right now we're like, oh, I'm doing this, but I really don't want to be doing this. But even afterwards, we know we have to do it. We know in the long run it's good for us, right? When we're working hard in a, in a, in business, we're working hard to make a parnasa. Do we enjoy that? Often not. Because we're just working hard, but at the end we know we'll enjoy it because we accomplished something. But Torah is one of the only, if not the only, activity, pursuits, that the harder we work, the more Metikus, the sweeter it is as we work. As we work. Metuki mitvash. Hello, line 11. They're an inner contradiction. Hard work and enjoyment. Right? What, what does the world think? Six, five days a week, let's say in Chutzlaretz, you work, and then two days a week, the weekend, you enjoy. You don't enjoy the week and you don't work on the weekend. Right? It's two different things. But that's not us. That is our hard work. That is our our toy. That is our what we're involved in and what we enjoy. And that is what we have to focus on. And thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu every morning when we say Asher So many of the greats, right? Mordechai. Mordechai from the Megillah. There was a death sentence on the entire Jewish people. What was he doing? He was teaching the laws of Kamitsa, how to, how to give a, a carbon, a flower. Oh, he's doing a detail. Right? The, the beginning of Megillah, Yeshua bin Nun, when he's by, by outside Yericho, and the Mala comes to him and says, should be Osek Batorah now. Right? One, Ba'om Kashalalacha. So this is, this is our life, Kiem Chayenu, V'yorach Yamenu. And one final thought before we move on. He writes at the end, he quotes from the Admar Misans, and then he says, on the Pasuk we see every Shabbos morning, Torah is more precious than gold and materials and sweeter than honey. How do we know that? Maybe it's just as sweet as honey. Honey is pretty sweet. And maybe gold. Gold is pretty, pretty valuable. So he explains, gold is not inherently valuable except for the usage of what you could ex- exchange it with. You can't really eat gold. And you can't, you know, use gold itself for anything. It, you could barter it. You could exchange it for something. So it has a milo, but it also has a chisaron. It's valuable, but if I have gold on a deserted island, it's not. I'd rather have an apple than a piece of gold. That's on the one hand. Honey is the opposite. Honey, he writes, Honey, you could do something with. You could eat it. It's sweet. It's delicious. But then it's gone. It doesn't last. You can't invest honey. You can invest gold. So each has a mila. One has immediate benefit. One has delayed ability to invest and give you future. But neither of them has both. Talmud Torah, Hanechamadim it's sweeter than honey and it's more precious than gold because it has both. It has inherent value right now and we invest it. We invest in the Torah and we become different people through the Torah.
So we had the Balatanya, Chakika, and that makes me a different person. And we have the Minchas Asher in terms of the, the song of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it brings Hashra Hashchina. Okay. So continuing on the same Pasuk, but moving on to a different element of that Pasuk. But we're going to include the second Pasuk here too. I will give you the rains in their proper time. The land will give its produce. Beautiful brachas mentioned in the parsha. Asks the olam. If you look in the Nachlas Tzvi. Nachlas Tzvi. We haven't mentioned in a while. Rabbi Gross. Also a businessman. Wrote a safer 100 years ago. In he says, What's the Torah talking about here? We know the principle is there is no reward for mitzvos in this world. Schar mitzvah b'hayamaleka. So what's the what's the first fifteen psukim of the parsha? How are we supposed to understand this? So we discuss the Ramam discusses this in one place, but we're going to go with his pshat this year. He says, oh, let's go another question. Why is this whole section in Bechukosai written in Lashon Rabim? And elsewhere we find Lashon Yachid. That's in singular. So why here is it in plural? Why? And then he says, let's go back to the first question for a second. Question number one. What's our Pasha talking about? Question two. Why is this Rabbim and not Yachin? Let's go back to the first question for a second. Why do we say, bottom line, why isn't there? Why can't Hashem give us schar in this world? So there are many answers given. Maybe this world is it's just infinite schar, but he has a what's called an einfall, a sharp thought. Yeshlamar top of source eight. So we paskin machlokas in the Gemara came up in Dafyomi a couple of weeks ago. A Hired worker gets paid when he finishes the job. So when are we going to get paid? When did we finish the job? When did we finish the job? After 120. When do we finish? You can't finish. You get schar when you finish. Hashem says, okay, when you're finished, I'll pay you. Says the Nachasvi. So until we get to 120, we're not finished. Because if we were finished, there wouldn't be a purpose for us in the world anymore. And Hashem would have ended it. So says the Nachasmi, Lachar Shekim is called Tariyag Mitzvos. Once we've done all the mitzvos, then we're finished. But who could do all the mitzvos? That's why Schar Mitzvah Bahayamaleka. Because it's impossible for us to finish our job. But says the Nachasmi, that's only. As Yechidim, as individuals, we can't finish the job. I can't do all Tariq mitzvahs completely. As a whole, very often, we have the phrase, Osim Ritzono Shalmakom. What does that mean? Klal Yisrael together 
is doing what Hashem wants, fulfilling what He wants. Kol Yisrael Arevim In other words, in this case, Vinimsa, we could finish the job, so to speak, in certain stages of history as a tzibur. Shekol Echad, Shekol Echad, Mashu Mekaye Mitzvah Achas, Mena Mitzvos, Nechshav Kilo Kol Echad, Kiem HaMitzvah. Kivan Shekol Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh, and that's why our parsha is in Lashon Rabbim. Because on a Tzibur level, there is schar mitzvah, Baha'i Alma. What was the first question? There's no schar? Yes, there is when it comes to a Tzibur. And that's why the, the parsha is in Lashon Rabbim. The principle of schar mitzvah, Baha'i Alma Leka is only by a Yachid because we can never finish the job personally. That's what he says at the bottom. We should do a Rabbim, Shaper knows him schar mitzvah, Gam Baha'i Alma. We connect to each other. The power of the tzibur to be able to do the entire job. Remember, connect this to the Meshachachma at the end of Parsha Mishpatim, where he talks also about Nasa Benishma versus Nasa, and he discusses there that the, one of the ways, one of the two ways that we could do all of the Tariq Mitzvahs, A, by learning about them, but also by everybody doing their own job and connecting to each other and functioning as a Tzibur, as the Nachlas Fi here discusses, that's when we can be Zochet to Abrach. Okay. One final point on the first Pasuk. And that's from the Kedushas Levi. Reb Levi Yitzchak makes an appearance here in the Parshashir. Says the Kedushas Levi, the first Pasuk seems very verbose. It's very wordy. And Chazal darshan every phrase. But if we read it, just without thinking about Chazal, it's, it's like saying the same thing three times over. It's basically all the same thing. Pasuk Gimel. Do what Hashem wants. If you do what Hashem wants, so then great, you'll get the bracha. What is each, other than what Chazal say, what is each one? What is each one adding to us? Says the Kedushas Levi. And there's going to be a nugget in here that we're going to take with us. Says the Kedushas Levi. To Isa Gemara line 4. Machshava Tova, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mitzaref Lamaisa. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mitzaref, Machshava Tova Lamaisa. Gemara says in Kedushin, if I want to do a mitzvah and for some reason I couldn't do the mitzvah, Hashem gives me the credit. Hainu. Number one, step one says the Kedushas Levi, if I really want to do a mitzvah and I have kavana and I just couldn't do it, Hashem gives me the credit. And obviously, if I actually do a mitzvah, if I did a mitzvah, azai, yocholios, there's something more though when I actually do the mitzvah. Step one, if I thought about doing a mitzvah and I couldn't do it, great. I get the credit for the mitzvah. But if I actually did the mitzvah, something else happens. When I do a mitzvah, I affect who I am and I want to do another mitzvah. And I put myself in a situation to go to the next level. Every mitzvah is a rung on the ladder. And only when I go up one rung do I get to the next rung. Mitzvah. 
Every mitzvah takes us along the path of Avodah Hashem. And that's why, as we know from Mishlei and the Gra Mishlei, man is called a Mahalech, a Holech. Unlike Malachim, who are called Omdin. We're called Mahalchim because we go Madrega la Madrega. And this is the secret also of Mitzvah Gorevis Mitzvah, line 11. Vialpiza, and then he quotes, unbelievable. Something that we say all the time, but we could put this into our, into our thinking on a Jewish level, but it's a Kedushas Levi. So he could say it. We say, Whoever learns halacha, whoever learns halacha, he's a ben olam haba. Says Kedushas Levi. If you're Mishana, if you change your ways every day, because every day you try to grow, and every tray we try to move up, we're Mishana, our Halicha, every single day, that's a Ben Olam Haba. We're not just, we're not just happy who we are. I'm a Benoni. I'm a this. I'm finished. I'm have oh yeah. Call a Mishana Halacha. Call a Shona Halachas. And that's if I actually do a mitzvah. So if I think about doing a mitzvah, I'll get the credit. If I actually do the mitzvah, that'll lead me to even get to even higher levels. So with those two ideas, says the Kedusha Slevi, let's get back to our verbose Pasuk that we started off with, line 16. If I go, I didn't emphasize yet other questions that he's answering, the language of Telechu. If you actually do it, do the mitzvah, you go. You keep going in the mitzvos. That's mitzvos tishmoru. Why does it use the lashon of shmira in the second phrase? From the lashon v'aviv shamaris hadavar. Yaakov Avinu thought about it. He kept it in his mind. That's if I didn't get to do the mitzvah. Mitzvos tishmoru. I was shomer, but I didn't actually get to do it. Still, v'asisim osam. Hashem will consider it as if you actually did it. So that's the first... Pasik, actually doing the mitzvahs and thinking about doing it and getting the credit. So that is really the first half of the shir, everything that we discussed on the first Pasik in the Parsha, on the second Pasik in the Parsha. Now let's get towards the end of the Parsha. End of the, I'm sorry, not end of the Parsha, end of the Tochacha. And in the Tochacha, where we have the Pasik, Pasik Membez, what we alluded to before. Vazacharti Esbisi Yaakov, Avesbisi Yitzchak, Avesbisi Avraham, Ezkar, Vihil Aretz Ezkar. We're going to focus on two questions that Chazal had on this Pasik. First, we'll focus on both quoted in Rashi, one of the Rashis. Source number 10. You have quoted, we quoted this a number of years ago, but we're going to add on to it right now. We also discussed this in Navishir. At the beginning of Sefer Malachim Beis, those listening to Hashem will be finishing on Malachim Beis in the near future. Says Rashi, In five places, Yaakov Avinu is written Malay with a Vav. Yud Ayin Kuf Vav Vet. Veis, right? Yaakov, with a Vav. The Eliyahu Chaser B'chamisha Mekomos. And Eliyahu is written Chaser in five places. Meaning without the vav at the end of his name, written like Eliyah instead of Eliyahu. Why? Why five times does the vav switch? Taken out of Yaakov and put into Eliyahu. Rashi says 
Yaakov natal os mishmo shel Eliyahu e Ravon. Yaakov took security. He knows Eliyahu Navi is coming one day, but until he comes, I'm taking his security. He takes the vav, sheyavo v'yavaser ku'ulaz banav. B'nei Yaakov, b'nei Yisrael. That's Rashi. Right, he takes it. Fine. Says of Yaakov Kamenetsky. There's a reason, though, that the place, right, we're not familiar with this because we just know this Pasuk, this measures from the Rashi. But if you look, which Pesukim he's quoting, the beginning of Moachim Beis is where Eliyahu Navi is spelled without the Vav. Why Dafka there, Esther Yaakov? Why Dafka at the beginning of Moachim Beis? What's happening at the beginning of Moachim Beis? Those who are familiar, that's where Elio is changing, is giving over the reins. Beginning of Malachim Beis is where we have the chariot of fire, where Elio Navi goes up and he leaves Elisha to be the leader of Klal Yisrael. Why Dafka there is Eliyahu spelled without the Vav? Right? At the end of Malachim Aleph are all the stories of Elio Navi and the Elio Bahar Carmel, the Hulu Malachim Beis, the first eight Prakam Malachim Beis or so are all the unbelievable Nisim of Elisha. More Nisim told about Elisha than any other Navi in all of Tanakh. So why Dafka there? So says Rabbi Yaakov, one of his Yesodos, and Rabbi Yaakov has many Yesodos uh, in Nevi'im. Now we have a separate Sefer from them, as Yaakov, they put out on Navi. Line 11. Matzinim and Mesech HaZavis. Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai, Mesorah Yeshua, Vishul HaZakenim, Zakenim L'Nevi'im, Rabbi Yaakov, V'chulu. As Rabbi Yaakov, V'hinei, Mihem HaNezakenim. Who are these Zakenim between Yehoshua and the Nevi'im? You have Yehoshua, then you have Zakenim, and then you have Nevi'im. So who are those Zakenim? Well, basic Tanakh, we could have a good guess. What Sefer is it between Yoshua and Shmuel, who was one of the first Nevi'im? So who was it? Who's in between? So he says, if you look at the Machzor Vitri on Mesechus Avos, he quotes, Yoshua, Zakenim, Zakenim, Nevi'im, but who are? Asniel, Ehud, Shamgar, Dvorah, Barak, Giddon, Avimelech, Tola, Yor, Gilad, Yitzach, Hitzon, Vechulu, Shimshon, the Shoftim. The Zakenim are the Shoftim. Moshe Kiva Torah Misina, I'm sorry, Yeshua, Yeshua, the Shoftim. The Shoftim, the Nevi'im, the Chulu. Harei. Shazakenim, Shazkiru, Ba'avo, Shamasru, the Nevi'im, the Shoftim. They're called Zakenim because they were the leaders. But at that time in history, they were the leaders in all areas. The Shoftim was the spiritual leader, the military leader, the Chulu. But now says Rabbi Yaakov, second column. Ukafia Nereh. Even though there were nevuah was not rampant, but was common in the days of the Nevi'im, a lot of times you go through Navi and you find a group of Nevi'im. Right, he quotes, Shmuel Aleph, Pagat you'll pass by a group of, of prophets. Lakas Nevi'im. Yes, there were a number of Nevi'im at the time, but there was one Navi. The Navi of the generation. There were many Nevi'im, private, they received prophecy. But there was one Navi. There was one Navi that received prophecy in order to give it over. But the king, every king had appointed, there was a special position, the Navi of the king. We know Nasan HaNavi and God, and later on we have others. They were all appointed a position. It was the Navi of the generation. There were many Naviim, but there was the Navi. Obviously, it had to be Ra'ui. But there was the Navi of the generation. Says Rabbi Yaakov, maybe, and he quotes the Tosas about Messiah now, 
towards the bottom. Maybe Eliyahu his birth name was without the Vav. Eliyah. He received the Vav when he became Eliyahu, just like when Yeshua Benun took over, Moshe Rabbeinu added on a Vav to, added on a letter to his name. He became Yehoshua from Hosea. When Avram Avinu became the leader of a nation, he got a letter added on. Avraham. So sometimes there are name changes when one achieves a certain position. What's happening in Malachim Beis? He's stepping down. Or stepping up, we should say. And therefore, maybe that's why Dafka there, the letter, the Vav, is left out. Maybe that's Rabbi Yaakov's suggestion. Again, we don't realize that when we're just reading the Rashi. We have to appreciate where the letters are missing according to Chazal. Number one. Meaning we're going back, the Vav is taken away because now he's not in that position anymore and he's going back to his birth name. One idea. But the Mepharshim on Rashi go in a different direction. The Gerar Yesurah 12, first he quotes the Mizrahi, the Re'em, who says, why, why five times? Right, Yaakov is spelled five times with a Vav, and Elio is spelled with a Vav, and Elio is spelled five times without a Vav. Why five? Says the Mizrahi, one of the early Mepharshim on Rashi. Ki atam heimakomos dahavikilu nishba bechamishechum sheitorah sheyovo v'yegalosam. It's as if he's making Elio swear by the Torah. Right? When we take a Shvua, we take a Sefer Torah. We swear on the Torah. Elio Navi, swear on the Torah that you come in to redeem my people. To redeem my, my children. So that's the that's five times. Ve'ain's at top. It says the Maharal, okay, but I don't like that fully. Why? Tekiva denotal os mishmosh Elio le'eravon lama yezorach Shvua. Vim Shvua lama yezoravon. Are you making him swear or are you taking a mashko, a, a security? You don't need both. Either make him swear to you or, you know, take the mashkon. So, says the Maharal, more of a chap, a little deeper. When you give a security, what do you do? When you finish a deal, you shake hands. You shake hands when you finish a deal. Five fingers in a hand. It's as if Yaakov says to Elio, let's shake on it. He takes five vavs. It's as if he's putting out his symbolic hand. That's a deal. Shake on it, you're coming to redeem. And not only that, says the Maral, fingers look like vavs. Not only, oh, that's the only letter that doesn't really change the name, but it's not a coincidence, says the Maharal. Part one of the Maharal. Not such a Maharal-like statement, but the Maharal says there's something deeper here. And now he continues. Now says the Maharal, what's the message of this agreement? Between Eliyahu and Yaakov, Kelyolo Nivra Raksha Yigalas Yisrael. The destiny of Eliyahu. The reason Eliyahu exists is for the ultimate stage of Geulav Am Yisrael. Uladavar Ze Omeid. That's what he is there for. Mikivachu Omeid Vaze. Because that's his purpose. 
until he's able to fulfill that purpose, he's missing letters. Similar to, what did they say at the end of B'Shalach? Kiyot al-Kaiskam Ba'amalek. God's Kisei. How is Kisei spelled there? Kaf, Samach, missing an Aleph. Because until God's glory, which is the destiny of the world, is full, a missing letter. El Navi's destiny is to be the Mavaser. Kol Mavaser, Mavaser Yomer, we wait for. And until he can be the Mavaser, he's missing letters. And that's why the connection here, V'tashlam Shmoi Tzal Yaakov, you get it to Yaakov. Yaakov is our father. We're called B'nai Yaakov, B'nai Yisrael. And therefore, the letter is taken from El and given to Yaakov Avin. Okay. And now, let's get to the other part of the Pasuk. The other Chazal, and we'll, we'll finish off with, uh, with this tonight. The order. Hashem says, already we discussed three points on this Pasuk. Number one, is it really a Necham or is it really a curse? The Shlach Kadosh beforehand. Number two, why is it that Yaakov is spelled Malay? And next, the other Rashi, why are the Avos in backwards order? Yaakov, Yitzchak, Avraham. Says Hashem, says Rashi, Lama Nimru Achoranis, why they spelled, why they listed off backwards, Klomar, Kedayu Yaakov Akotan Lakach. Just Yaakov Avinu would be enough. I will remember you, Bishuz Yaakov. And if you think that's not enough, Zuchuyos, Ari Yitzchak Imo. I'll throw his father in it. Yitzchak. So it's Yaakov and Yitzchak. Vimeno Kedai Ari Avram Imo. Shu Kedai. And I'll throw Avram. There's the, the grandson, the, the father, the father, the grandfather. Okay, Rashi gives one shot. It's a build-up of schuyos going backwards. Two other ideas. We have here from the collection, Mishulchan Gavoa, quotes two ideas. And he answered as a question first. V'yesh la'yein, in the beginning of Source 13. Halo Yaakov ha'yamufcha sheba'avos. Yaakov is the chosen of. He's Tiferes. He's the one, the glory. Yaakov Shabbat Avraham. So how is it? How could even the Medrash say? And if Yaakov's not Kedai, what do you mean he's not Kedai? Yaakov is the ultimate. So what do you mean if, 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 if he's not Kedai? So he says, we know, Matsinu, he quotes this from Simcha Cohen Rappaport, Matsinu Shis Pala Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu David, Zachar La Avram, Liasog Yaakov Avadecha. Upirusho, and the Medrash tells us, Shem Yischaivu Yisrael Srefa. If B'nai Yisrael Archaiv Srefa, Zachar La Avraham, Moshe Benu says, Remember Avraham Avinu Shemasar Atzmo Lekifshanaish. The Archaiv Srefa, Avraham Avinu was Moser Nefesh. He gave his he gave his life. He was ready to give his life in the fire. Vim Yischaivu Hariga if the Archaiv Chenek or if the Archaiv sorry Saif, a Zachar LeYitzchak. Shepashat Savar Akeda, Yitzchak was ready to give his life at the Akeda. Vin is Chayvu Galus, and at the Chayv exile, remember Yaakov Avinu who went to Galus. Lefichach, if you look at it in that way, which is the most Kal and which is the most Kaved? The opposite order. Galus who adavar lakal shabahem. That's why it starts off with Yaakov. It's a Chayv is busy Yaakov. I remember Yaakov if you're Chayv Galus. And you know what? Even if you're Chai of Saif, I'll remember Yitzchak. And even if you're Chai of Srefa, right? Skila Srefa Herachenek, right? Srefa is the second worst, I'll remember that too. Meaning, it's all about the Zechuyos of the Avos. That itself creates the order of why it is ascending and not descending. One idea. But then there's a final idea. 
And then you have this from Rebuven Alevi Midenenberg, one of the Rabbanim in uh, Volozhin. He gives a mushal. Gives a mushal. Le'echad shahalach biyar v'shama kol ha'zoik Ezra. Somebody's walking in the forest and all of a sudden he hears screaming. He hears screaming, two people, one person attacking the other one. Finish makes re'eo, makos he hears. Oh, he hears somebody screaming for help. Step one, what is he feeling at that moment? What is the What makes the person go and try to save the person in need? What is it? Nichmuru racham He has compassion. I have to go save him. He has compassion on the potential victim. That's step number one. But if it was only Rachamim, then when he goes, the other guy runs away, he saves the victim, the story would be finished there. But that's not, that's not all he does. Because then what does he feel like? Who does that guy think he was? What was he doing? I'm going to teach him something. He better, I'm not going to teach him not to do that again. So what does he do? He goes and tries to exact revenge from or bring the other person to the authorities. That's not out of Rachamim. That's out of Din. That's out of a feeling of justice needed. Hosef Gam Lincoln Baposhea, Vinifrim and Omasov. But it doesn't stop there either. There was Rachmanis, that's why I saved the person. There was Din, that's why I went to punish the perpetrator. But then what? The perpetrator stole things from the victim. I'm going to go, even though the victim already had Yeyush and he gave up, I'm going to go get those things back and give it to him. Why? Chesed. Tztaka. V'zekfar eno mitzar midas rachamim odin. Shabayim faris yashu. But, it's mimidas chesed. And he says, if you think about it, this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did with the Mitzrayim. When Hashem comes to save Am Yisrael from its oppressors, He uses these three midos in this order. Number one, Number one, He saves us. He takes us out of Mitzrayim. Number two, He drowns the Egyptians. Why? Why did He drown them? Din. First is Rachamim. Hashem, He hears our tefilos. Number two is Din. He punishes, he could have just taken the Jews out and left the Egyptians. No, they deserve punishment. Din. Number three, what happens? All of their gold is washed up onto the shore. We didn't expect that. We weren't looking towards, the, to, looking towards that. Once we saw it, we wanted it. Chesed and Staka. And that's what we say in Dayenu. Ilu velo shefatim. If it was only Rachamim and not Din, Dayenu. Ilu shefatim velo Dayenu, if it was only din and not chesed. So it's in that order. Rachamim, din, and chesed. Each of the avos explains, Rebruvimi Dinenberg, symbolize in that order. And that's why the Pasuk says it. Yaakov, Yaakov, the Pasuk says, Yitain lachem rachamim, Yaakov Avinu says, when he tells his children. He talks about rachamim. Yitzchak, as we know, is midas din. Pachad Yitzchak and Avram is Chesed, Chesed Lavram. So that's why Dafka the Torah says, V'zacharad Yisbisi Yaakov, I'll remember Yaakov in his chus, I'll find Rachamim on you. And Avizbisi Yitzchak, because in his chus, I'll exact punishment on the other nations. V'avizbisi Avram Ezkar, and Avram I'll remember because of Chesed, and therefore ascending order is exactly 
what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to promise to us. So this takes us really to powerful psukim, which is what we spent most of our time on tonight. All the way at the beginning, Amelos Batorah, and towards the end, the Zechuyos of Av and Yaakov, and of course Eretz Yisrael, and then the Parsha, the rest of the Parsha is all about mitzvahs of Steachuza and Steimikneh, and Bati Arechoma, and Arachin, and Meiser Behem, as we've discussed, and the Perak ends off, the Sefer ends off, Eli Mitzvos, Asher Tziva Hashem, as Moshe Ben Yisrael, these are the Mitzvos, Sefer Vayikra, which we have been zochet to discuss over the past couple of months, Bahar Sinai, Chazak Chazak, Next time, we pick up with a new Sefer, Sefer Bamidbar. Okay, we'll stop here.